baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 977, The Edge on a pretty tumultuous day. If uh, if you're a college basketball coach, you're probably not answering your phone today. Uh, we're sponsored by somebody who does answer his phone, Dr. David Weber, Northern Orlando Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere, folks, in the free world. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Uh, you can also reach out to us. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line, and you're going to want to do that, 888-993-7762, 888 Jamie, it seems like every week we have the crisis du jour. Uh, last week it was uh, the president's comments followed up by all the massive boycotts on Sunday, followed by uh, you're thinking, okay, we're probably going to get to the end of the week. No, I tell you no. The uh, the federal government yesterday, Justice Department, indicted 10 people, including four. Why things are the way they are in this country, um, you'll get an education, I can promise you, because I do off the air every day. Uh, it is interesting and at the same time a little bit nauseating, but at the same, it, this is what you have to do when you're making four, five, six million dollars a year in order to keep your job. And, uh, I think I'm uh, not letting the cat out of the bag. Uh, we'll talk about it here. Rick Pitino may be the first sacrificial head coach, Lamb. May. If he lasts by the end of the day, I'll be surprised. So, AD there you go. fired. Pitino fired. All assistants fired at Louisville. Now, did they or did they not have anything to do with it? Can't tell you that. Hadn't seen the documents. But on the heels of Louisville being on probation, uh, on the heels of the the, the madam that wrote the brothel book, uh, Breaking Cardinal Rules, about allegedly uh, Andre McGee, who was one of the assistants that was running a, uh, at best it was a low-dollar do- low prostitution ring. Uh, I should know. Yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, that was, even, that, that was even below what your budget is. However, nonetheless, uh, Louisville got a black eye out of that one in Patino. Like, look, I had no idea whether he did, whether he didn't. He can't tell you. Uh, but Louisville being on probation because of that, it's a public relations nightmare right now for Louisville. And so AD gone. It's a new president, by the way, at Louisville. I thought there was an interim right now, but he done gone. See you. He's gone. They're cutting bait. Wow. That's what you do in a case like this. Doesn't matter. You're gone. You're done. The the public relations thing is just too big to overcome. Uh, and we're not even talking NCAA stuff. We're talking federal government stuff. That's true, Terry. I mean, that's a, that's a big it's, difference, folks. This is this is. Uh, let us let us introduce you to the FBI. Uh, well, they're involved in this, and and folks, it'll. And you, it, again, I strongly, if you, if you do have time or available, listen to Terry this afternoon at three, and, and he'll be on with Sean. Uh, because when this broke, Sean and I both thought immediately uh, the best one to discuss this would be Terry, who has been involved in college coaching. And can tell you has forgotten more about what goes on than <laughs> yeah, but a lot of. But it's going to be interesting. None of my players were good enough to get bribed. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I would have taken one. Well, you, <laughs> my guys were good enough. You got them. You got them after 
after they got uh, after they went through it. But uh, it's really interesting to me, and at the same time, uh, this is how we are in this. So when you think about, say, for instance, LSU loses to Troy this weekend in football, which is could conceivably happen, and we'll get into that as well, just briefly. Uh, folks, these are desperate people out there that have to coach uh, because. All you have to do is watch social media and Twitter and everything that is out there. And, yes, yes, Nick Saban makes $9 million a year. Um, do you think there's things that aren't going on? We know about a lot of it here locally. And I'm not just picking on Alabama. I'm, let's throw LSU, everybody in the, in the, in the mix here. Um, there are things having to be done in college athletics which now this is where a lot of us are turning. No. Which, which now, because of the NFL, where a lot of us are going to be turning. Let's talk about rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, it's not rainbows and unicorns. It's ugly. Hey, what's you your have... favorite recipe that you have you yeah. know, when you grill out? Mine? Yeah, just grilled steak. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about the LSU football game, and, you know, we'll talk about grilled steak. And, uh, your favorite Christmas present that you've ever gotten. Let's keep what, in mind we're a family-friendly show. What we really <laughs> want, what I really want to talk about, Terry, we cannot talk about over the year. <laughs> but we can talk about what it takes to deliver that five-star, four-star, whatever. I mean, think about this. It's a whole cottage industry. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, there was no uh, 24-7 sports. There was no uh, rivals.com. There was none of this. And now we have whole livelihoods devoted to a kid at a U.S. Army game with five hats in front of him, picking what school he's going. And the thing that we don't know is what went behind the scenes why? And you're not going to know that. Why is that 18-year-old kid choosing Michigan from Cape Coral, Florida? Hmm. Um, why would he go to freeze his behind off in Ann Arbor? Why would you go to Ann Arbor as opposed to going to Alabama or LSU? Or why would you go to LSU as opposed to going to you personally? I'm telling you right now, if uh, if the aforementioned network we were affiliated with called me up today and said, Walter, we're going to pay you half a million dollars a year to go to Anchorage, Alaska. I'm there. I'm buying a coat online and having it shipped there. Yeah, but I'll I'll never be approached about going to. But, but the point yeah. being, people are going to go where they feel like it's in their best interest, and a lot of this financial stuff comes into play. Here's a rule, Jamie, and this is why college and football, college football, college basketball are different. A lot of people don't want to hear this, okay? But it's nonetheless, it's the truth. College football and college basketball, the rule books are like yay thick, and I'm showing Jamie probably about a three-inch book thick. I mean, it's, it's full of rules uh, for a reason. The college softball manual is literally written on the back of a match pad. I mean, you could go like to, to Walmart and write it on the back of a grocery. And I'm not uh, denigrating college softball or baseball or stuff like that. What I'm telling you is corruption will follow the money trail. The money trail is college football and men's college basketball and nothing else. Sorry, baseball guy. I'm not telling you your sport is not important. I'm not telling you there's a few teams, LSU, Florida, that make money, but they make very, very little money in the grand scheme of things. All right? They're part of the SEC network, which is why you see them all the time. Other than that, they're not on, folks, because nobody can sell advertising for that. College football, college basketball make money. Well, who comprises college football and college basketball? Largely, poor black student athletes. Hate to break it to you, that's the reality of it. We're not getting Jim Bob from the Ultra Elite uh, 
prep school in Connecticut to come in, and you know he's not six nine and going to the NBA. And so you deal with poorer kids of any race, but specifically, we're that's what we're dealing with is is poor black kids that comprise a huge percentage of football and basketball. So any poor person uh, trying to do better for their family is money an object? Absolutely. You know, if you're Thurston Howell the third off Gilligan's Island, you're probably not worried about you know getting extra refrigerator. But does it happen? Yes, in these instances. That's why the rules are what they are. And so constantly, your job as a coach, I know my job in Division One, and I don't mind telling you this, was to find ways to get things done within the rules. You know, am I whipping out a checkbook? No. We don't have any money. But you have to be creative within the rules to get things done. Am I recruiting a Calipari in Kentucky? No. Whole different gig there. But, and nobody will tell you, if I were a sitting college coach, I wouldn't tell you that. I'm going to say, I would not say that on the radio, I wouldn't say it on the air, anything. But you have to be able to get things done, Jamie, within the rules. And there's people that don't. There's people, and, you know, I was talking to another college, two college coaches, actually, this morning. We were laughing about it. And one of them told me, yeah, and he threw out a big, big name college coach. He goes, I bet that guy's nervous today. Like, there's a bunch of people not answering their phones today. Because this has been a corrupt system since Sonny Vaccaro started the Nike stuff back in the late 80s, early 90s. Sonny Vaccaro changed the the scape, the landscape of college athletics when they started paying the college coaches for the shoes, to wear these shoes. You know, what's it cost if I am, for example, the UCLA basketball coach and uh, Lonzo Ball is on the cover of Sports Illustrated wearing my Nike? How much would it cost to get on the cover of Sports Illustrated back in the day when that was the only thing out there, no social media? Now you want them on Bleacher Report. I need them on, uh, what is it, Sports 24-7. I need it on the cover of uh, uh, ESP, whoever it is. And so the money situation is amplified dramatically as compared to what it, it used to be. Sonny Vaccaro started the Nike deal, then he went to Adidas. Coincidentally, two of the biggest players out there, the two biggest players, you throw Under Armour in there. So... What does it help me, Jamie, if I sign a kid at school A, Waldrop University, and he plays on a Nike summer team? Waldrop University happens to be a Nike school. He comes to the Nike school. Coincidence? Maybe, maybe not. When he gets ready to go to the NBA, who's he going to sign with? Nike. Nike. Or Adidas or Under Armour or, you know, the Fox brand, whatever that might be. Uh, and so and this, this stuff starts in childhood. This stuff starts in elementary school. Wow. There's two circuits out there. There are the, the Adidas summer circuit, the, the Nike summer circuit, and you've got to be affiliated. Uh, the year after we won a national championship, I had a Nike deal for four years. You know what my deal was? I buy one pair of shoes, they give me another at the same price. They just wanted us in Nikes because we were a very high-profile, non-Division one program. And, and, I, and I say that in jest. I think we, if we bought a pair, we got a pair free. And they gave me like two coaching shirts. Right. You know, obviously not a big deal, but you start looking at some of the numbers uh, being thrown out there. Uh, just reading this report, we come back. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to give you the name that potentially will change the landscape of college sports as we know it. And not one of you has ever heard of the guy, but he will be a household name at some point, and he's got nothing to do with athletics. Coaching, playing, not only have he ever been to a game, but this guy is the linchpin that might bring the whole thing down. You are listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, John Tabor running this disaster of a show this morning. We are sponsored 
this segment by our friend, appropriately enough, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous North you Louisiana think attorney. Got phone yeah, today? yeah, I'll give you Bobby's cell phone if you need it. Uh, three, three, He's four, got it on mute right now. One, four, one. No, lawyers are smiling today yeah. because they are going to be working, brother. There's a lot of calls going back and forth to the Justice Department. Hey, hypothetical here. If I were to know something and if I were to tell you, how would that go for me? What would the assistant district attorney? Hey, if you know something, it's better that you call us than we call you. <laughs> and that was his direct quote. We got your playbook in, CW. Yes, he did. We even talked about this. He did, yeah. yeah, we'll go. Anyway, Sports Talk 97.7, we're going to hit this break. We return for college basketball fallout. And, uh, again, I'll hit you with the straight stuff. You might like it, you might not, but we tell you the truth. Back in a minute. Welcome back in Sports Talk 977. I love it today. Actually, I don't love it. Uh, but it's my duty and responsibility to talk to you. I'm going to do that. I'm going to join uh, Sean at 3 o'clock today to kind of get in depth of a lot of stuff we're saying because we have a, a, a somewhat different listening audience, maybe at 3 o'clock than we do at 9 o'clock. But, uh, like Jamie, like any we're good. grateful for all of them. Yeah, though. Like in any good mafia movie, uh, Things always fall from the inside. USC and Reggie Bush, that house of cards fell because there was a guy that quit getting paid, yeah. a complete criminal, who told you, I'm a complete criminal. I'd have kept my mouth shut if they'd have kept giving me my check. They didn't, so I blew the whistle on them. Boom, Pete Carroll's gone. USC is on probation. Lane Kiffin, et cetera. And, and USC, to this point, has not recovered from what USC was. They've not recovered. I know they're up there. They don't have the dominance they had before. Uh, if you look at some of these other programs, always come from the inside. Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss, mm-hmm. do you think? And I saw we got the Mississippi State guy, that the fan that had the Freedom of Information Act and was going through all the – you really just out of those thousands and ten thousands of phone calls, he just happened to see that number and call? Or do you think there was somebody on the inside of Ole Miss that sort of had an ax to grind Southern Lab. Barney Fair, perhaps. Southern Lab got nailed here, what, a couple weeks ago or right. a month ago, and they fired everybody down there. You don't think that was somebody on the inside that had an axe to grind. That's the way this always works out. Well, uh, interesting story here. There's a guy named Lewis Martin Blazer III. In college basketball, he will have the same high reputation and uh, charisma as maybe John Wilkes Booth, Lee Harvey Oswald, Lewis Martin Blazer III a Pittsburgh financial advisor, just a money-managing dude, uh, May 6, 2016. He uh, pled guilty, settled SEC charges, and not Southeastern Conference, that's Securities and Exchange Commission, which is pretty legit, uh, that he took $2.5 million, more or less, from the accounts of professional athletes without permission so he could invest in a movie. Want to know the title of the movie? Mafia, the movie and siblings. Yeah, I missed that one. Uh, at any rate, uh, Blazer was misappropriating money. And as the SEC began looking into this, they're like, hey, there's more to it here. Blazer had ties, apparently, to a lot of shoe companies, other representatives. Ten people arrested yesterday, including the assistant at Oklahoma State, uh, the assistant at USC, Auburn, and who was the last one? Uh, Oklahoma State, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Funny, they didn't arrest anybody from Nickel State. Uh, well, that's not that we know of. Okay. Uh, but uh, interesting sidebar here, Terry. You mentioned the SEC and, and so forth. And, and, 
and I, I, I use this only, I mean, it just happens to be coincidental. And, I mean, we're talking about college basketball right now primarily. But the sidebar here is this week is, is ULM is hosting Coastal Carolina at home in football. And why is that interesting? Well, the, he won't be on the sidelines because he's having some health issues this year. But the guy, and I, I'm, I'm, I told Terry this quote, is Joe Moglia. He's 68 years old, a guy from Brooklyn, uh, wise in Coastal Carolina. Why is that important? The guy used to be, imagine this now, he was 17 years at Merrill Lynch, the former CEO of TD Ameritrade, which he once managed assets of $300 billion. I didn't say M, I said B. $300 billion. And out of the blue, you know what? I want to be a football coach. He started applying for jobs and was laughed at. And this is his quote. Uh, one college president said to him, he said, you know, I could never hire you. Uh, you don't know the pressure, all these rules, you can't step across compliance. I said, first of all, this is Joe Magley responding to this, and I love this. I said, first of all, I know all the rules. I passed the test. I understood them the first time around. And if you're managing $300 billion in assets, I'm sure the NCAA compliance manual is probably a walk in the park. But I reported to the SEC. That means the Security and Exchange Commission, as Terry indicated. If I screw up as a coach, I lose some scholarships. If I screw up on Wall Street, I go to jail. Guess what? You're about to see folks in the NCAA go to jail. Maybe. Here's what Blazer did. This is the, the, the guy that they pinched for uh, fraud, right? Blazer pitched it to an NBA guy. Hey, I got this great movie. And the NBA guy's like, nah, I don't want to do it. Blazer took half a million dollars out of the guy's account, invested in it. Uh, they pinched him on it. And they found out some other things. So anyway, this guy began cooperating with law enforcement. Now here's the key to this, Jamie. Blazer paid uh, about 92 grand, a little bit less than that, in bribes to Chuck Person, and this is according to the the, the document, who's an assistant coach at Auburn over a 10 month period in exchange for the coach encouraging NBA players at Auburn to uh, retain the business manager services, according to the criminal criminal complaint. Like, hey, here's some money. Push this guy toward me. Now, how do I know this? Because the business manager secretly recorded the meeting. He recorded the call, the, the meeting with Person and one of his players at a New York City hotel in December where Auburn was playing uh, in town to play uh, Boston College at Madison Square Garden. Uh, at the meeting, and I'm reading this verbatim, uh, Person introduced the business manager to the player and was recorded telling the player, this is a violation of rules, but this is how the NBA players get it done. They get early relationships. They form trust. You know, you get to know, and he called the business manager's name, which was Blazer. Uh, when the meeting, when the player stepped away from the meeting, the business manager took fifteen grand in cash, who had been given to him by law enforcement handlers, and gave it to Person. Wow. The business manager is a cooperating witness. Folks, this is every mafia movie ever made. They got you dead to right. They got, you know, now, was it entrapment? Was that, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not a lawyer. But I'm telling you, there are people today, and I'm going to get to all your texts. i got a 400 text here. There are people today that are going, rut, rut, the old Scooby-Doo, rut, roll. Because this, here, the NCAA, can, my, my friend Donnie Tindall, which I thought was one of the greatest travesties, travesties I've seen with the hypocrisy of the NCAA. He gets a 10-year show, show calls, but, which means he can't coach anywhere for 10 years. But because what, I mean, what did he do? Axe murder seven people? Wasn't like he committed academic fraud for 20 years in North Carolina. And so the NCAA is, is 
sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss. Roger Goodell thinks the NCAA is not even cute. That's how bad it is. And so the issue, the NCAA can keep you from coaching. The federal government can put you in jail. Do you think there's not deals being cut with lawyers all over America today calling that? They put the hotline up there, Jamie. The federal government said, look, if you know anything about this, here is the number to call. They're hiring people as we speak. There are people going, oh, my God. Everybody's ever got a – it doesn't matter if it's a dime or it's a billion dollars. It is a – we're not even talking NCAA. We are talking federal securities exchange, federal wiretap. I mean, you name it. Singing like canary. Dude, you put a stamp on it, put it in the mail, it becomes federal. It's wire fraud. All right, so there is a million. They said up to 80 years in prison for some of these cats. Now, do I think that's worth 80 years in prison? I have a hard time with that. Uh, you got murderers that get like a week. And so I think the NCAA, I think the government can be criticized, but there are people, if this is a huge, huge reverberation. I think minimally you're going to see um, Patino probably gone and Jurich by the end of the day. Jurich is what? Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, they're cleaning out. Louisville, you're cleaning the house. That's wow. what, look, that's what presidents do. Unless they're caught up in it like Baylor. Look at what Baylor did. Baylor did very little right. The one thing they did right, they cleaned house. Boom, everybody's gone. If you're the if you're the peanut vendor, gone. Everybody, out. We're starting over. And if you're Louisville, given this on time, and again, it's still at this point an allegation. Well, Coach, what about America? You're innocent until proven guilty. Not in this case. You're guilty until proven innocent, and still people are not going to believe you. And so, is this a big deal? Did Rick Pitino know that his guys were getting cash? I don't know. You don't either. Ultimately, as the head of that ship, you are accountable. You can play the I didn't know card only so many times. Well, Terry, think about this. It's hard enough to, during the summertime, we read every, every year where some college football or basketball kid has gotten into trouble. That's just kids that you, you can't manage the affairs of probably thousands of alumni who may be funneling money to players to go to your school. How do you how do you legislate that? Two words, plausible deniability. Jamie, there is, and, and I'll tell you this, uh, and, and I'm indicting everybody, no, not by a long stretch, but I'm just going to tell you as a general rule, there are secrets in every program. Mm-hmm. There are. I'm sorry. I, I hate to burst your bubble, LSU fan or Alabama fan or, or whoever, Every program in America has secrets. Is everybody out there blatantly handing fistfuls of cash out there? No, I'm not saying that. Every program has secrets, and those secrets are very closely guarded. Just about every football and basketball coach you will see, even in high school, the very successful guys, they always have one person, maybe two, that go with them on every stop. Hmm. They are the keeper of the secrets. They're the person they can trust. Right now, that trust is like, uh-oh, because there are certain things that you, certain things that as an assistant coach, the head coach does not need to know. There are certain things as a head coach, your assistant coach does not need to know. I'm not telling you about the cheating part. I'm just saying plausible deniability is what they're looking at right now. However, the worst thing yesterday or, or two days ago, the worst thing that can happen to you as a college basketball coach, you can get fired for cheating and get a 10-year show cost. Today, the worst thing that's going to happen to you, you're going to prison for 80 years. By the way, you'll probably have a show call. The NCAA, if you get an 80-year prison sentence, 
This delay will probably have like maybe an eight-year show cause for you. I mean, it's just, it's it's bizarre. Well, they're letting it, the NCAA is letting the FBI do their work for them. Well, this, is not, this is not NCAA. This is out of their jurisdiction. Well, it is. There's but, some overlap here, no, but you know, the NCAA, what are they going to do? I mean, do you trust the NCAA? They, North Carolina basically admitted, yeah, we got academic fraud for 20 years. Here's 8 million people that say so, including the academic advisors and everybody else. And North Carolina's like, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but we didn't, yeah. We, Hey, when's football season? Yeah, but you know what? North Carolina's just got wobbly legs. They yes. just got knocked out from under them just a little bit, and their uh, stonewalling of the NCAA just took a big hit. Maybe. We'll see. I'll tell you maybe how I think this is going to go. I don't think it's going to be nearly as big as people think it is, and not for the reasons you think. I'll give you a little, give just, some, just an opinion on this. Uh, when we return, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge, a very animated uh, jury edition, if you will, today for a lot of people out there. Sam, we're brought to you by our friends at Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. You'll see Jay and Company on Tower Drive, Monroe next to Nukes. Back on Memento, Sports Talk 97.7. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. And boy, are we on the edge today. Uh, acting U.S. Attorney June Kim. Here's his quote in New York yesterday. Our investigation is ongoing, and we are currently conducting interviews. If you yourself engaged in these activities, I'd encourage you to call us. I think it's better than us calling you. Uh, uh, New York FBI Assistant Director in Charge, William Sweeney, we have your playbook, NCAA. Our investigation is ongoing, and we are conducting additional interviews as we speak. You don't think those four cats they arrested yesterday, the other six, are singing like canaries? You've got look, folks, and not just assistant coaches. I'm sure there's a lot of very nervous head coaches right now. Plausible deniability only works to a certain point. All right, let's let's read a couple. With this kind of money involved, Terry, Uh, Mm, more than you think. Yeah, Uh, is Louisville looking at the death penalty? Uh, Theoretically, Richie, but they're not going to give anybody the death penalty because if they didn't give it to North Carolina, they're not going to give it to Louisville. Or Ole Miss. Now, you know, if you're Nickel State today, you're probably not answering your phone because they'll give them the death. They're going to give them the death penalty, or Cleveland State, or somebody like that. You know, God help you, you're in trouble. Again, the hypocrisy of the NCAA. and that's something people in NCAA are, are, are just bizarre. Uh, Steve, I want to address Carmelo Anthony, uh, Hogan. The Titans are beating Seattle. Might win the division. Hey, I like Marcus Mariota. Uh, Sam brings up World Wide West. Is it the dude that was under investigation by the SEC, not the college SEC, the government, that he rolled on this to try to get a lenient sentence, World Wide West? Uh, I, got a little, I got a little factoid for you that a few people know. Care to guess uh, one of the places that World Wide West signed initially? I have In basketball? No, I have no idea. USC? No, I'll come back to that one. World uh, Wide, World Wide, Wide I th- West. I, th- I think I've got an idea. We may have talked about this before, Terry. Throw it out there, John. I think he's about two miles up the road from where you're at. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, yeah. World Wide West. Signed originally in Northeast back in the day. Really? Yeah. World Wide West. Uh, and there's there's two of them, actually. The, the individual side? Yeah. Is that, that's the same thing I'm thinking about. It gets actually from Corsicana, Texas. And originally um, signed here. 
at ULM slash Northeast. Wow, interesting. And he is being – I'm not throwing anything out there on them. No. But uh, it's an interesting sidebar, though. Yeah. Huh. If that's, if that's the same kid I'm thinking about. So, folks, this is – It the, might not be. Now that I'm thinking about there's, it, your, there's another reason to listen to Terry at 3 o'clock this afternoon, Sean. Uh, lots of interesting tidbits. I mean, we – this is – this is something I just texted Terry yesterday and said, I think this one writes itself today. And uh, I'm sure his phone, uh, how many phone calls did you text did you get yesterday? Uh, I can imagine. One or two. <laughs> At, put some zeros behind that, folks. I know him well. There's, uh, uh, this, is, this is something that you will, will find that will, not only that, we, we, we love Wesley Johnson. Wesley Johnson. Wesley Johnson. This is World Wide West. Worldwide West. <laughs> okay. He, uh, yeah. I uh, plays with the Clippers. Okay. Uh, World Wide West. Originally from Corsicana, Texas. Uh, Corsicana High School team. Uh, Iowa State. So he originally signed here? Uh, yes, he originally signed I guess he was ineligible? Uh, I'm not sure. I know he had to go to JUCO. Okay. And he eventually made his way to Syracuse. See, folks, what if we got West? What if we got Worldwide West? Worldwide. Oh, he ended up in Syracuse too. Ended up in Syracuse. Maybe it's, maybe that's not the same kid. Maybe not. Uh, I think it is. A probably a, that's a pretty common name. So. Steve goes, hey, is this comparable to the point shaving issues they had back in the fifties? Kentucky came out of that fine. Not so much for the New York schools. I know. Uh, I don't know if it's the same same principle. Steve, I'll tell you this: that that the betting scandal really hurt college basketball back in the fifties. And that was CCNY and all, and all that stuff going on. Uh, this basically is a – that was a speeding ticket, like five miles over the speed limit compared to what this is. This is unprecedented in terms of the money involved, uh, the direct money mm-hmm. being paid to players. And the AAU – look, and I, and I am a big um, – I do a lot of criticism on the AAU programs because some of them are more corrupt than third world dictatorships. But like third world dictatorships, where do you think they get their funding from, folks? They don't go pick it off trees somewhere. They don't, you know, they don't uh, plant a money tree. Where does the money come from? It always, always, always is funneled through the shoe company. I pick at my football friends all the time about this. The shoe companies in AAU basketball control college basketball. They absolutely control it. The power and influence they wield on those kids, they control it. Sorry, high school basketball coaches, 99.9999% of the time, a college coach would rather deal with you because you're in it generally for the right reasons. That's what your profession is. You've trained for that. You went to school for that, uh, et cetera. Unfortunately, now, and I would tell you, and I've talked to a couple people maybe recently, 90% 90% of college basketball recruiting is done through the AAU teams now. Mm-hmm. It's not done through the high school. I hate to admit that. It's the truth. And, they're, they're, and that opens it up for corruption I and scandal. I tell my football friends this all the time. And this might actually help them in a weird sort of way. The more you see that seven-on-seven seven in the summertime, which is AAU football, folks, don't kid yourself, the more you see that, and again, who are we dealing with? Poor kids, do they have a lesser constitution? No, they they and their family, by and large, have a lot less money than Skippy that's on the golf team. No disrespect to Skippy. Or the golf team. Or the golf team. It's a different animal. But 
the 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 ability for corruption there is rampant, and so that's what you see uh, across the country. So the football, the more they get in that seven on seven, the more corrupt it begins. All of a sudden, the high school football. You see them now; they're leaving, going from spot A to spot B to spot C to spot D. It's just, it's free agency in high school. Same thing as it in college. Same thing as it is in professional level. The model yeah. is professional. Satellite camps as well being introduced in, in college, the circuit. Anything you can do to get a kid to get a competitive advantage in recruiting, whether it be that kid coming to your school, this stuff going out in uh, in Eugene, Oregon. All the uh, you know all the top players in the country go uh, descend on Eugene, Oregon every year. Does it give Oregon necessarily? No. Is that the Adidas headquarters? I dealer? believe it is. Or is that no? That's, that's Nike. That's Nike. Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nike has a. I don't know whether they have more than one, but anyway, you hear about oh, he's been invited to this elite camp in in Eugene. Next thing you know, uh, and, and it's this is again, uh, it doesn't necessarily benefit, although it certainly doesn't hurt Oregon. But again, that's Nike money that's behind this. So before we start throwing all the shade at Adidas, oh no, 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 Nike's been doing it for years. Nike, Under Armour's in it. Yeah, everybody's doing it, and but the Terry. I mean, I'm just going to say something here, and you, you tell me if I'm completely off base, okay? Which you do all the time. Uh, could the tentacles of this be so deep and long that, well, as we say, we've got the federal government directly involved right now. Could this go up into higher branches of government? Yes. Really? Gee, where'd you get that idea from? I don't know. I was just thinking, well, if this is, you know, I, I think what I thought about, you know, every when a presidency begins to end its tenure, you know, you hear about all these pardons. And I'm wondering, hey, does somebody owe at Nike or somebody like that? Do they, I mean, could this go just, yes, as the guy says, we know your playbook. And could this go into other, as you said, let's just probably concentrate on the big two which is basketball and football. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm – I think football coaches are talking right now, assistants and head coaches, as much as basketball coaches are right now. Because in different sorts of ways, this is going to impact them. How is this going to impact recruiting? How can you tell a kid who is dirt poor not to accept – Two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars from a somebody. How do you gonna you gonna tell a kid not to do that? that you can yeah. tell them not to do yeah, that. Yes, you are. You're gonna do it, but kids, Jeremy, the kids, ninety nine percent of the time, the kids have no idea. Folks, I'm gonna tell you something. Let's just be honest. There, if the interesting story, and we're I'm just absolutely tickled pink that Cam Robinson's making a bunch of money at Jacksonville, but if you knew. The whole story behind him and Benoit Benjamin and all this stuff—it's—it's it's not pretty. And but again, are we happy for him? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why Jerry Jones made part of the, his decision making was he knew these kids were capable of making big time bucks down the road, so they wouldn't feel the need to carry a gun and smoke some weed or sell some weed because he saw. Potential. That sometimes it's as simple and as ugly as that. But you read the story about the kid. I can't remember what his name. That was paralyzed. Ole Miss. Chucky Mullins. 
did not have two pairs of pants, T-shirt, one, uh, two pairs of, I mean, the, he, Terry, you have told me this, and I will share this. You've recruited kids where their floor is literally dirt. Yes, I have. Dirt floors. And we're not talking about Ghana or Africa. We're talking about Mississippi. Mississippi, <laughs> parts of Louisiana. No, Mississippi was mine. This was Mississippi. Just so happened the dirt floors in Mississippi. But apparently, he could play some ball. Yes. And that's where, I mean, why do we expect anything different, really, I suppose? But, and then you've got, and what makes it really ugly, you got the guy at the head of the whole thing making $5 million, $6 million a year, $9 million. And, yes, he's got plausible deniability because it is so big beyond his reach. But is he really that pure? I don't know. We're going to take a break. Go tell a couple texts to read you. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, John Tabor on the show Odeth today. This segment sponsored by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you of sport incredibly worthwhile cause Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, Jamie and I'll be back to read your text. 888-993-7762. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and kind of put a bow on this thing today. Uh, and welcome back in Sports Talk, the 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. John Tabor operating the controls, which, uh, God help us all, uh, who does a very good job. This segment sponsored by our friends at Pie Works and also Spa Neville. Boy, there's, there's some people needing some massages today. Uh, go get the spa package. Followed by heating a pizza to drown their sorrows. Yeah. Go, go, go uh, get yeah. your favorite college basketball coach's spa. They might need it. And a pizza. Uh, spa Neville, pamper the special people in your life. 318-807-1060. Spa Neville, Lanny Lane, and Monroe. Couple texts out there. Uh, let's see. Steve, we did that one. Uh, Dwayne and Homer. Uh, I've got to think if all this during the scrambling for deals, the Department of Justice, somebody rolls and it leads over to football, you really open Pandora's box, especially. I believe it was Booger and Greg McElroy. Yeah. And they were talking about this. And I believe it was Booger who kind of sided with what you just heard from Herbie and Harbaugh that, you know, the facilities need to be better. And McElroy was like, no, man, it's a visiting locker room. I'm kind of on that side. Now, let me quickly separate. From a player safety standpoint, there should be no exceptions there. You need to have it needs to be available to the players. So let me get that out of the way. From a safety standpoint, you know, the x-ray machine and finding out those injuries right away, there needs to be something there. But let me tell you what. My program has money, and I'm redesigning things. I'm saving my last dollar for the visiting locker room. And if I run out of money, oh, well. If there's three stalls, oh, well. If there's no carpeting, oh, well. If it's a little smaller, oh, well. I don't care. I mean, right now the thing is, you know, some of them are like pink or whatever. Yes. There's a color they use that's supposed to be a calming color that they'll paint locker rooms that way. Which, you know, that part I have zero issue with. Th- that I think no one should do have Do I an issue care with. if they're a little bit smaller, a little bit cramped? You know, there's maybe not as, you know, three stalls instead of five stalls. Uh, you know, no, I don't. I don't. It, that doesn't matter to me. I'm not. And, and I understand you don't have to make a Taj Mahal. But to me, you know what? There you go. You know, get dressed, do your thing. You know, you bring in your 85 guys or whatever. We got 85 spaces for you. Go ahead. You know, do it if... Oh, it's a little warm, a little cold, you know. 
it'll it'll heat up or it'll cool down. You know, give it some time. Well, it some won't doors. cool down. There Whatever. isn't air conditioning oh, for so this doors, game. Was played it's a breeze in there. You know, but, but this game was played in plus ninety degree temperatures. <clears throat> yeah. and so the players come in. And it isn't air conditioned either. In the um, it was unseasonably in, in, hot for this game. Right. Yes. But that's is that is that could that be construed as I, a I, safety risk? I, I'm not I guess, redoing my question. entire locker room because I may have one game that's unseasonably hot. Open a door. You know, so <laughs> well again, it was unseasonably hot. So opening the door would probably wouldn't have cooled it off. I uh, may get a little breeze. Where, where I where I would where I would ask the question would be, what is and what isn't an issue involving the safety of the mm-hmm. players? Yeah. So if it is in any way potentially, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, dangerous to the players' safety to not be able to cool off properly. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun. Especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. <laughs> that was weird. No, Richie, Tabor blew it up. No, it wasn't Tabor. No, it wasn't John either, I that, promise you. I've learned this in radio. you got to learn to improvise, adapt, overcome. Uh, that was uh, really... Well, well we thought it, I thought it was the FBI. Maybe. Okay, no, this was, I'm going to be truthful with you guys. All right? This is the, uh, Jamie and I have been working on impressions for a long time. No, and that no, that was the first time we've ever rolled out as Mike and Mike. You yeah. thought it was the real thing, didn't you? <laughs> no, no. We'll never be confused for Mike and Mike, but uh, we thought, well, you know, we've gone too far. We've gone over the line. Now the FBI is uh, now tapping our phones. It was but, like uh, Julian the Science did. Uh, we, we, we literally got the phone line tapped into. Literally, exactly right. Well, good thing it wasn't one of the Hugh Freeze numbers. That could have been interesting. Well, after all this uh, that's going on in the world of uh, college basketball, who the heck knows? And, and Terry, this is this is is you know the FBI. We know your playbook. That's not just limited to college basketball. This isn't. This thing could go. Number one, it could be you know extended a long period of time, and number two, it could take a lot of people down. And we think the first two the first two dominoes to fall are going to be Tom Jurek. At, and Vic Rettino at Louisville. That's who you're already seeing today. And I kind of hate that. I mean, I really do. But, you know, it's just it's just so unsavory what's going on. And no, what you're talking about, those, Jamie, it's not. Well, and this is, you're right, because, I mean, this stuff has been talked about for years among alumni bases and fans. I mean, the, the thirst for winning, I mean, you know, Look what, look what Dave. Uh, let's go back to the days here where Dave Roberts brought in a bunch of guys that got kicked out of Florida State and everything. And I said, "How are we getting these guys?" Well, he literally was getting on the phone and calling people. Hey, who, who have you got? You know what? They won. That was some of the. Those were glory days. They were in the in the one double A playoffs every year, and they had kids that were renegades. But you know what? They were. And you know what? We didn't care because they won. Just like the people at Alabama and LSU, don't tell me the ugly part of this. Just win. Right now, you got 11 scholarship linemen at LSU on both sides of the ball, maybe. And you're going to be upset because I can tell you, Troy's coming in this weekend, losing last year to Clemson by six points in Death Valley with a fifth-year starting quarterback with 90% of their offense coming back, and you're going to go, well, we just got more talent. We just out-recruit. We shouldn't get beat by Troy. You shouldn't. But you shouldn't. But you know what? 
badly scheduled game on LSU's part. Not who you can't look into a crystal ball and know in the future who's going to be strong, who's going to be bad. Yeah, but I'm fired out of that contract. Give me somebody else that's bad. Yeah, well, you know what? Right now, um, where whoever the bag man is in the state of Louisiana, one eight hundred, call us. Fire it! We, fire the pack man. We need people. They need all right. They need players. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, to quote Nick, oh, by the way, Nick Brown, uh, Iowa did put up a fight. Did they ever? Uh, but nonetheless, that uh, that that Cali mark goes on the right side of their column. So, by the way, how did Penn State get so good so quick? They cheat. How did Penn State Certainly go from the Joe Paterno debacle of molestation of young boys? In the cover-up, I've said. In the cover-up, yeah, which is even... Yeah, Penn State didn't get the death penalty. So North Carolina's hey, at least we didn't molest kids. No, and I don't think Louisville will get the death penalty or anybody else, but now, why? how did Penn State get so good so quick? How, take away, you know, did they even lose scholarships? Yeah. I don't know if yeah, they lost some, but they, they've got them all back, yeah. It's just, look, the conference, they, they, James Franklin did a good job. Penn State is designed to win. They haven't been for a long time uh, with Paterno. They've been uh, sort of up and down. But, yeah, they, he hit it right. You've got a great talent base there in that area. He's been able to tap into that. And, and nationally, the guy does a great job. That's why they're winning. All right, back to this thing. And I'm going to be on it again this afternoon with Sean at 3 o'clock. We'll sort of open up the uh, with what we've talked about here. Here's my prediction for this, Jamie. Okay. Penn State owes its success to Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Bill's been successful lots of places. Um, yeah, and how did Bill resurrect that so quickly? I mean, he didn't. It was changed for anything. Um, here's what I think is going to happen with this NCAA stuff. And, and I, I firmly believe this. You have fished so far up the food chain, and I'm talking Nike, Adidas. I mean, I'm talking about the the very elite of the elite in those companies. Billion-dollar companies. They're probably going to be implicated in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Guys like that tend to have friends, Jamie, in the government. And there are phone calls being made, as there were in every presidential administration we've ever had. I think you're going to see it play down a little bit. Uh, you're going to have a couple fall guys out there. You're going to have a couple uh, sacrificial lambs. Overall, I don't think it's going to be nearly as big as what it could be because I'm not sure the country is ready for that right now uh, in spite of all the things going on. And so I, that is my prediction. I think at the very end, and I've seen this firsthand, by the way. I'm not telling you I read about this in the book. I've personally seen this uh, at a much lower level, but nonetheless, there are government people that get involved and they sort of slope up. Look at North Carolina. Well, the NCAA. I mean, there's everybody that was involved in that. You know, another 20 years, they'll be dead. They'll go, hey, what, what violations? And so I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to have some high-profile people go. But I think you're going to see the Department of Justice, they are going to be uh, very selective in what they do. That's just my prediction. No inside information. Don't claim to have it. Don't want to have it. I just think there's some things that are too big to fail. I think this is one of them. And I think you're going to see, uh, again, it's going to be some salacious headlines. Patino, you might have another high-profile coach, too. And I'm talking about head coaches lose their job or, you know, put a trial out there, what have you. They're going to be rolling and flipping um, and going back to our guy who was a financial investor. But I think that's what's going to happen. And that's, that's, my, uh, that's my thing. Anyway, we got to get out of here today, and that's just – 
for what it's worth, I could be wrong. They could put everybody in jail. Fire everybody. Put everybody in jail. Fire less miles. Feel more, put less miles in prison. That's probably what needs to happen. Now, well, a lot of people probably do right now. But listen again, uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon uh, with Sean and Terry. Uh, I think you'll be on the 3 o'clock hour. Yeah, I'll be on 3 o'clock. Uh, yeah. uh, try to if you can because I think you'll, if you have any questions, uh, <laughs> Terry can answer. Don't ask them. Doc, and you don't want to know the answer. Uh, this is someone we're, that uh, knows uh, a little bit about the NCAA. My good friend, Mr. Waltrip. So, uh, be us in this afternoon. Good stuff today, John Tabor. Thank you for helping us out over uh, our Mike and Mike impersonation. Which I think we handled. Uh, John handled that very deftly. Which, by the way, we will not do that again, most likely, especially after next week. No more Mike and Mike impersonation. No more Mike and Mike. Uh, thanks to our title sponsor, Dr. Dave Weber, Northland Animal Hospital, assuming the best pet care you're going to get. You'll see him on US 165 North in